Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, if there ever would be a, a show with my name on it, like I love how Starkey always was the second fiddle. Now it's the Joe Starkey show. It's like, I am not going to be Cook and Joe. I'm going to be the Joe Starkey show. Van Halen would be the bumper music. Absolutely 100%. When uh, he does the the listen to the Cooking Joe show every week for the Baseball Car Castle, that yes. whenever that pops up, mm-hmm. which you will be doing soon. Um, last week. You're getting emotional, aren't you? I am. Also, I have a, a crackle in my mouth. Um, <laughs> I didn't eat dinner yet. So when Ron announced his retirement, I took out the Ron, the, the cook part, because it's no longer the Cook and Joe show. Yeah, right. And when Joe read it, listened to the Joe show every week, Bob Pompiani was in the studio, and he went in on Joe about referring to himself in the third person. Oh, wow. Like, in a, in a joking, like, loving way. But I'm like, I, I, I don't know what else. So I, from, from, from then on out, I just kept in the cook so, part. So I know you do it because you're doing updates now. When I used to have to do updates, and it, it would be like 50 of them a day between here and the and the AM. And I always it was always weird for me to say my name. Like, I'm Jeff Hathorne. Well, it's you know what I mean, like to speak of yourself, and and Pomp saying that, but Pomp says he starts every sports. I'm Bob Pompiani. Well, I know it says it right on the screen. Like he shouldn't be given grief. I did the uh, basically whatever's on the teleprompter. Joe's gonna read. <laughs> so I just told him that the copy is good, and told Bob hey, the copy is good. He he did what he was supposed to do. Even though he's referring to himself in the third person, it's it's still his show. Yeah, we. I think we all do that kind of begrudgingly. We hate mentioning our name. Like it's about. I want to talk about sports or talk to interview people. Or do, it's not about us plugging our names. For most of us, it's not about us plugging our names. It's about doing a job, being able to talk sports for a living. 
So here's my question as a, as a young person in this business so far, what is still young? Um, what is the, the worst thing saying your name as you, like you just pointed out or hearing the sound of your own voice, hearing the sound of your voice by far. It's just, I have so many people that will like, I just don't like how I sound. Does that go away? I'm like, no, it doesn't. You just get used to it. You tune it out. You hear it. What What's weird is, and I bet you you've had this. You've been on the fan here. Is when you will say something in public, and somebody will turn and go, "You're you're Jeff," or I used to get sometimes, "You're Hagman," which to me was uh, that was a big that was a big compliment because Eric Eric had the had the great voice. But yeah, that's that's when it will be weird when you'll say something and people are like. You could see them searching for it. Like where where is that? I have not had that yet. However, oh, you will. I have had on many occasions when I'm doing a live broadcast with the PM team. It's it, I talked to Donnie about this. I need to get a shirt that says no, I'm not Donnie Football. Because whenever <laughs> I'm sitting next to them, I'll get people coming up to me, especially at the casino. Are you Donnie football? No, I'm not. And then just to see their faces, like their hearts break in real time when they realize they're not talking to Donnie football. Is there a scenario where you you would say you are? There has been a guy who has come up and said, Donnie football every time, even though not only have I corrected him, but Pony and Muller have also corrected him. So it's just gotten to the point with him where when he comes up to me and says, hey, Donnie football, I just go, hey, what's up? Is and it that's it? What if there was a scenario where a guy walks up to you at the casino, let's say, and he's got two beers? Obviously, that he wants to give Donnie Football a beer, and he comes up and says, and he's got the beer already out, and says, "Hey, Donnie Football, you take the beer," Ooh, and just kind of like nod. You don't admit it explicitly, tacitly. You do. You just take the beer? I probably would. Now, I obviously would be driving a station vehicle, so I wouldn't drink it. But to make the obviously. other person happy, I would take it as a, a sign of... Building station loyalty. Yes. You're, And we're with Charlie Borges, who's producing the show. Jeff Hathorne with you. We've got coming up, Andrew Destin will join us coming up from the Post-Gazette. He's the new beat writer with Jason Mackey, now columnist Jason Mackey, taking over Ron Cook's spot. It's the ripple effect. It's the, I mean, do you want to be the guy right after Ron, or do you want to be the guy after the guy who was after Ron? So do you want to be Matt Murray or Tristan Jari? Do you want to be the guy? Jari. You, so you want to be the guy after the guy after Mark Andre yeah, Fleury, and that, that doesn't mean that it won't work for Mackey because there are guys that have jumped in. But it's like the guy after Nick Saban, like this whoever this dude from Washington they got. Like, is he going to be successful or is he just going to be there for a couple of years until they get the next guy? Because it's so hard to replace a legend. Same thing in New England. Yes, and, and uh, Bill Belichick, even though he's kind of teetered off in the results category 
over the last few years, it's still Bill Belichick. Yeah, although the, those results category, that's a big deal over the last couple of years. That, that was bad. The results category hasn't always been there for the Pirates. Buckos are in spring training. You ever been? I have not, but... Buckalist? When I was a kid, I went down to Tampa to visit my uncle, I believe. And we went somewhere where the where the then Devil Rays were playing for spring training, and I went to a spring training Devil Rays game. But I was too young to remember anything that was going on. It was just in Florida in March and it's, being in New Jersey. It's cool. I, I recommend it for anybody that, that really loves the Pirates. Just go down there. Even if you're just going down for a weekend, grab a game or two. See one at home, one on the road. Uh, there, are, Some parks are better than others. But it's cool to see. I think late, kind of like going into just before the last week of the season, because the last couple of games, guys, are you start weaning guys out and you see these. I mean, they're not even prospects. They're guys that are just like from A ball that come up and, and finish the games. But you get into that like second to last week and the starters are kind of stretched out a little bit. You get to see some more action and you're in a laid back environment. Tickets are cheaper. Beers aren't. But tickets are. Not that you would drink. And it's a cool it's a cool thing to watch. Tomorrow, Paul Skeens will pitch for the Pirates first time. And he is one of three big questions for 2024 for the Pirates. Can this team take the next step to contend? And there are three big questions. Skeens is one of them. If he were to dominate tomorrow in whatever time he gets and dominates all of spring training, maybe much like Bednar did, where he just like struck out everybody. It was last year or two years ago. I think it was last year. Does he go into that rotation now, or does he, does he have to go down to AAA? You know Keller, you know Gonzalez, you know Perez are going to be in, in the rotation. If he's just dominant down there, does he have to go down to AAA? I mean, you're playing to win now, although you don't have really a first base situation where you're playing to win now, but you're playing to win now. Your other options in that starting rotation, and here's another thing you can do. Earlier in the year, you do have scheduled off days, and you'll get rainouts. I mean, you could go with a four-man rotation. You can kind of make it work. And you could send Skeens down and let him pitch a game or two, I guess, if you feel like you need to. I mean, you're talking about Brubaker, Luis Ortiz, maybe Ronzi Contreras, who is kind of up and down in his first spring training start. Quinn Priester. But the stuff we saw from Priester sure seems like he needs some time in AAA. I mean, you think if you can get it to the sixth, seventh inning, especially the seventh. If you can get it to the seventh, you can get through six, and you got Chapman, Holderman, and Bednar. You throw in a Moretta, another reliever, um, however that stacks out. I mean, they've got a – your bullpen's decent. But Paul Skeens, the closest thing you have to Garrett Cole, why don't you just let him start? Why does that have to be? Why does he have to go to AAA? 
because why he hasn't touched there? Well, there, there are other guys that have skipped. I mean, Jack Sawinski skipped from double-A to the majors. It's not exactly apples to apples, but he never played in triple-A. He went from double-A to the majors and then stayed. Who's got a higher ceiling in their career? I mean, that's nice, Jack, what you've done, but come on, it's Paul Skeens. There's no reason that, you, that he needs to wait. If he's ready, if he shows in spring training and the couple opportunities, and I'm not saying that those results always marry, but you can tell by his location, how crisp his off-speed pitches are. Forget about the exact results. Even if he were to give up a couple of runs because he has a start where he's just throwing fastballs or he's working on a pitch, it doesn't need to be that it that it's a zero ERA, but you know. And it would be a shame just to shove him down just because, well, that's just what you do. You make your, your way through. So Winsky didn't. He jumped in the season from double A to the majors. Why not have him start? Here's another big question. What are you going to get from first base? Carlos Santana wasn't huge at the plate, but, man, he played some good defense, and you felt comfortable with him there. Rowdy Telez. Yeah. I mean, he hit 35 homers in 2022. Last season, he hit 13 for a Brewers team looking to win the division, which obviously they were successful. But he was replaced by Carlos Santana. He is a minus two in runs prevented, so you're not upgrading defensively. He's not horrible. He had a stretch with Milwaukee where he was he was decent. Much like Chase Anderson. Remember him like he with Milwaukee and Grandal. It's like you're putting together the twenty eighteen best of Milwaukee team. Real quick trivia question for you. When you say so Paul Skeens just go right to the big leagues. I just did a quick search. Can you name the last three players to completely skip the minor leagues? Like, completely? Never go. Go from right from the draft? Well, Harper. I don't know if he's one of the last three. Um, the players who debuted in Major League Baseball without playing minor league baseball. At all. At all. No, I can't. To give you an idea... It's happened three times in the last 24 years. But he's he's pitched in the minors. Yes. So it is different. Who are the three? Garrett Crochet from the Chicago White Sox. Went on to do some great things, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mike Leake. Mm, I do remember Reds. Yep. And Xavier Nady. Wow. Wouldn't say they went on to Hall of Fame careers. Is it cro- cro- crush it or crochet? I don't, I don't know. Doesn't matter. That, that tells you what his career became. And that doesn't mean that Skeens, Skeens has pitched in the minors. They have seen him throw in the minors. And he was as ready as you see anybody. Telezo at first, like, if there's one position where I think they could have spent some money, and they didn't need to get Bellinger. 
I get it. Three years, 80 million. Maybe I can understand that. Maybe that, I mean, that's pretty expensive, but when you look at Reese Hoskins, put up some good numbers with Philly. 18 million a year. That's doable. And if you're going to sign with Milwaukee, would it cost you that much more to sign with the, with the pirates? That's a big question. And, and then if it doesn't work out, who's your first baseman? You got nobody in the minors that's a first base prospect that you could really say, we know this guy or we feel good about this guy. You've had a couple of shortstop second baseman. Obviously, when Cabrian was down in the, min- in the minors, you felt good about that. You feel good about some pitchers here or there. And I think there are a couple guys down there um, that could be a part of what we're going to see. Jared Jones pitched today. I think he's got really good stuff. Uh, there's a young lefty in double A that is going to be stud. You know, but what do you have behind? If if Rowdy doesn't work or if Rowdy gets hurt, Connor Joe at first base, Jared Triolo. I know Jared showed some things here or there, but what kind of power is he going to bring to this Pirates team? And then the third thing I would say in the pressing question is, is O'Neill Cruz going to take that leap? I think it's been, it's almost written off as a foregone conclusion that he's going to be in the 30-30 club and that he's going to have no issues and that what we saw, the highlights, the best of 2022 is going to be O'Neill Cruz in 24. He's got to take that leap. I mean, it, there's an assumption it will happen because of the talent we see there and yeah, it's nice to see him playing a, a little defense and seems to be moving well, but he's got to be that stud player. They need a stud player. Brian Reynolds is a is a really good, sometimes all-star. I think Cabrian Hayes could be an all-star, but they need o- O'Neal Cruz to be what they think he's going to be if they're going to take that next step and contend. Andrew Destin is taking over for Jason Mackey. He and Noah Hiles will be beat writers for the Pirates for this year. He is in Bradenton. We're going to pose some of these questions to him and get some of the thoughts he's had so far about spring training and your buckos as we continue here on 93.7 The Fan. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. All right. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rat's not a bad second. This is like, all this is like right up Zeiss's alley. All this music. We used to sit at Pitt. We both covered Pitt together at one point, And he would talk about 80s hair bands. And defend them like you would defend your family when something bad was said about anything, any of them. Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. We go down to Bradenton, Florida, and welcome Andrew Destin, who is the new beat writer for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Obviously has covered the Pirates in the past, has covered the Penguins, and you are in a much warmer press box, my friend. <laughs> that I most certainly am. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's uh, balmy here. It's a little bit warmer than uh, close to the ice sheet at PPG, so I'll gladly take it. Yeah, it's not bad. It was warm here. It was like 62 this morning. Now it's uh, it's going to be 28 tonight. So, yeah, now is the time where none of us want to hear how warm it is. <laughs> hey, is there a festive atmosphere down there? Like, are people, they have trees, they're putting presents out. They've got stockings because it's Paul Skeen's Eve. Yeah. Can you feel it down there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can certainly feel just, uh, you know, walking around today at LeeCom. And obviously, you know, for, you know, reasons, uh, you know, nothing specific to why he was chosen to start tomorrow uh, out there in Sarasota, of course, against the Orioles. Um, You know, uh, manager Derek Shelton today was saying as much that it's, you know, just kind of how things worked out, that it wasn't to keep him away from – the Pirates fans or anything of that sort at LeeCom, but you can tell, I mean, come on, this is a big deal, right? And Paul, you know, as he tends to be pretty locked into the process, got a chance to talk to him today um, during the game, uh, just ahead of his big start tomorrow. Um, but come on, for this guy, this is nothing compared to kids pitching in a college World Series game, but it certainly still matters. But you can, you can feel the buzz certainly around here in Bradenton, that's for sure. So what did he say about it? Um, well, I'll throw a word at you. Compete. Um, it's one that Paul likes to use, and it's an accurate thing because um, it's something that he likes to turn to. Um, this is somebody who is obviously always locked in on the process, locked in on the moment, um, very driven, um, somebody who wants to do his best and obviously understands the magnitude of this moment, but isn't going to talk himself up about it because that's not in Paul's nature. Um, so today he was talking about wanting to compete, wanting to come out of it healthy, um, all, saying all the right things as he tends to do, but Paul is certainly looking forward to it. You can tell um, there's maybe a slight tinge of nervousness, which um, wow. you know is not something that's in his vocabulary, but you can tell that it's uh, maybe antsy is the right way of describing it, of being fired up, wanting to get into that moment and want to get out there on the mound. Joined by Andrew Destin from the Post-Gazette, and we're talking about Paul Skeens here, and we'll, we'll talk some other stuff with the Pirates as well. I'm sure he said when asked about timeline or anything like that that he just wants to compete and that it's out of his hands. Uh, he can only do what he can do. But do you have a sense from the team that they're leaning one way or another or if that anything that he does this spring is going to impact whether he starts with Pirates? Yeah, it's tough to say, right, because there's so many external factors there, right? And you have to remind yourself of what did this guy do last year when it came to pitching in the minor leagues, right? I mean, just given the season that he had at LSU, how many innings that he had there, and, you know, only pitching six and two-thirds, whatever the exact number was uh, in minor league baseball. So, to me, there's the sample size and just, you know, extrapolating that against other prospects that we've seen come along, how quick of an ascension that would be. Um, it's certainly something that's, uh, you know, it's, it would be pretty unprecedented for Paul to break camp. That's not to say that's not possible. If there's anybody who could do it, it is Paul. But 
Um, you know, gut feeling on my end for sure. Um, I would say that the odds are more likely than not if him not breaking camp. Um, but that's, you know, my words, uh, if anything. So I look at it as, hey, this is a guy who he pitches to his capabilities and makes it, you know, uh, proves his point and makes it a non-starter for the Pirates. That's a different conversation. But I'd say for the time being that more than likely this is a guy who probably starts in the minor leagues. But if he forces the issue, uh, Pirates are going to have to answer some tough questions, that's for sure. Second only to preseason action in the NFL and the overreaction to that uh, can be <laughs> that, well, the Pirates offense stinks to, oh, the Pirates would own the Atlanta Braves. Bring on the Braves. Uh, from a last couple of days standpoint, I want to ask you about a couple of guys. Uh, two of them are pitchers. What did Quinn Priester sh- show, and what did you think about Rowanzi, or what are they saying about they thought about Rowanzi's uh, first chance and, and what could be a big year for him? Yeah, certainly. Honestly, a big year for both guys. But I would say that with Priester, um, you know, that's something that you can probably take a lot more stock in. Um, just based off of this, something I wrote today, um, but the hard slider that he threw, this was something that was touching at 87, 88 miles an hour. It looked more like a cutter. Um, he was hesitant to call it as much, but that's something that you look at and say, hey, this is 87, 88 with some legitimate action off it. This is a guy who's not going to blow it past you, right? Sitting 93, 94 with that fastball. He's going to need to be a guy who can dance a little bit, who can, you know, he can pitch tunnel with you, hit you with the four seam, work a sinker off it, uh, in on righties, out on lefties, et cetera, vice versa, when you got a cutter slash slider that's working for you. And we saw that today. And that's a really important thing to have it be firm, have it be fast, and really mess with hitters. And that worked out really well for him today against the Tigers lineup that had some big leaguers in it, right? It wasn't the total B squad. Um, so I look at it as that's a big positive takeaway. Um, with Rowanzi, there was some good, there was some bad. I take it as, you know, we still have a lot to learn there. Certainly a much more positive feeling with Priester, um, especially given the, you know, the way that he finished out the season, his rookie year, which honestly you can say about both guys that they probably had years they would like to forget. Um, but with Rowanzi, it's a different case because I think with him, it's much more about p- pitching freely, pitching to his abilities, letting that arm rip. Um, he felt more comfortable, said as much, looked more comfortable, um, but there's still some issues about command, had six straight balls at one juncture where he kind of lost it. So with him, it's a lot more about that feel versus with Priester. It's a lot more about polishing that arsenal. I think we saw a little bit of that today. Safe to say that Keller, Gonzalez, and Perez are the top three. And if so, any inside track on four or five? I know we mentioned two guys that could be in that battle. Yeah, I think you got to throw in a couple of names in there too, right? You got to, first off, safe to say with those three, of course, in one, two, three in that order. Um, but I think you got to throw in a Luis Ortiz. Um, he was another guy who pitched freely, was touching close to 99 miles an hour uh, with the fastball, I believe that was yesterday that he threw. So that's one guy that you got to point to as well. Um, and another is Bailey Falter. Um, he's a name that maybe isn't being thrown around as much. But this is a guy who got seven starts last year, has a lot of starting experience, 31 starts in the big leagues under his belt, um, pitched in a postseason game for the Phillies as recently as 2022. So Bailey Falter is another name to throw out there. Um, but when you look at it, yeah, I would say that probably Priester is a guy who's got a slight inside track based off of just what we saw today. Again, that's February overreaction, spring training baseball, me talking. But um, Priester certainly looked good. Contreras and Ortiz, I'm probably in a similar spot with both of them. Maybe faults are lagging behind the other two. But um, you got to feel good about Priester. I think Ortiz or Contreras, whichever of those guys looks to be more confident, can rely on their skills, rely on their abilities better. Um, that might be the guy that we see uh, at, get that fifth spot. Post goes that Pirates beat writer Andrew Destin joining us here on 93.7 The Fan. 
Is second base, do you get the sense that it's Peguero's job to lose? Is it an open competition? How do you see that playing out? Uh, you know, I think Peguero's job to lose is probably, you know, too narrow of a way of looking at it, Jeff. Um, you know, I think that certainly he showed a lot last year. Um, but the reality is there's another guy named Jared Triolo that might be forcing the issue. Um, Triolo and a lot of big league teams would be a starting third baseman. I look at him, the position versatility, how good of an athlete he is, how much more comfortable he's gotten at second base, and how good of a bat he's swung so far. Again, it's early in spring training, but just given the way he finished the 2023 season, given the way that Peguero finished the 2023 season, and you can say that about Nick Gonzalez too. He kind of labored down the stretch, got sent back to the minors. Um, Triolo got sent to the minors too, but he came back and went on a tear in September, um, and it looks like he's kind of picked up right where he left off. Um, Triolo is a guy who stands out to me as, hey, this is somebody who maybe has the inside track. Um, I think Peguero is right there as well. Maybe Gonzalez lagging behind a little bit. Juwan Bay showing some nice things at both second and center. Um, but I really like Triolo right now. I love the game that he's bringing to the table. Well, you know, if based on spring training numbers, Tamar Johnson's ready to go in the majors. <laughs> he sure looks good, though, Jeff. I Dude. mean, come on, for a 19-year-old, hitting it out of the park twice like that, showing a good bat. The glove is still coming along. The defense is coming along. But tomorrow's going to be a fun one to watch here in a couple of years in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but just probably not this year. It's pretty crazy what he's doing down there. Who do you get? I mean, Rowdy's going to be the starting first baseman. Is that where Triolo might find his niche if, if Piguero is the starter, that he can be a guy that can float over to first, he could play second, uh, he could play third in a pinch. There would be a reason that Cabrian's not there. Uh, who do you look at who backs up per, uh Rowdy Telez. Yeah, I mean, it could be Triolo. I look at Connor Joe, though. I mean, he's swung a good bat here, too. And also, just look at what he, the body of work he put forth last season, basically as close to an everyday player, playing in whatever, 100 games or what it was, getting a lot of time moving around the outfield, too, getting time at first base. He's got a solid glove there. He's versatile, too. So I look at both those guys, Connor Joe and Jared Triolo, as probably the right-handed bat platoon to Telez. Um, I think maybe Joe has a little bit more of an inside track there because I think they're really seeing what they got with Triolo at second base, um, and that's just a matter of, um, you know, making better use of his defense. Triolo has a great glove. That's not to say that first base defense doesn't matter, but you can probably get away a little bit easier with having Connor Joe at first and having Triolo moving around the diamond than the inverse. And that's not to say that Joe isn't a good defender, but he's probably better suited as a first base outfield kind of guy than he is getting those reps at second, even though that's something that, he did a little bit last season, you know, pregame over the offseason. He said as much, but um, I think Joe probably looking at as the backup first baseman. And Triolo is a guy who, if those reps are going to come elsewhere besides second, it's more about bouncing around the entire field, outfield included, maybe. Have you seen Anthony Salometto pitch yet? No, not yet in person. I've been down here since uh, since I got down here on Monday. Um, man, I'm losing track of the days, but right. I have seen him pitch in person back in Altoona. And that was impressive in its own right. Talk about a funky motion, but uh, he's gonna be—he's gonna be fun. <laughs> I mean, as a guy who grew up, you know, watching a lot of his starts. I mean, when I first saw him, it was like Bumgarner. Yeah, yeah, I see that a little. Hides the baseball kind of with the crossfire. I can see that. I think Salomeno probably throws a little bit harder too, honestly. Um, but it's also you know younger. He got you know down the stretch, lost a little bit of velo, but I can see that relation there. I mean, I, I can't say I put the two together. Until now, so Jeff, I'm going to tip my cap to you on that one. Or you know, blame me when somebody says no. That's not. They're not even close. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, it is. I, I've kind of saved the, one of the biggest questions, if not the biggest, of spring training for for last. 
Henry Davis, is he a major league catcher? Uh, from what little you've seen him, is he a guy that that can handle that position and be you know be able to do it at a major league level? I think it's getting there. Um, I think based off what I saw last year in the minors and what we saw in brief instances in the big leagues, um, the potential is certainly there. The arm talent is great. It's unquestionable. The receiving skills, they're still coming along. Um, but it's better this year. It's better this spring training. He's coming along. He's getting in a better spot. Um, it's a tough decision, right? I'll put it this way. They wouldn't have signed Yasmani Grandal if they weren't completely confident and set on Henry being the opening day catcher, right? Um, but that's still to say that this March coming up here, it's going to be really important to get Henry reps, get him five innings every other day, get him five, six, seven as it continues along in spring training. I think those reps are going to be supremely valuable to him. Now, is he ready right now? It's tough to say. I think it's close. I think you can take a chance with him if you hope that the bat plays. But strictly defense right now, there's still plenty of room to grow. And you'd expect that of any young player. So it's, it's coming along. Might not be ready quite yet. You, you probably remember the backlash before he headed down to Florida. But, I mean, the reaction here of him, him potentially going to AAA was not, uh, was not positive. Do you, do you think that really is a potential where they could send him down to work on that part of his game and him not be with the big club when they come north or at least start major league games? I'll say there's potential with this caveat. We have to remember that Henry got called up to the majors basically before he was ready to be an MLB catcher. So there are still valuable reps there that haven't taken place, whether that's at the spring training level, whether that's in AAA. Um, There are reps that just didn't take place. This is a guy who did not spend a lot of time in AAA. He started the year in Altoona last season while Andy was in Indianapolis because the idea was to get both of them tons of catching reps. So there's a number that Henry has still missed out on at that next highest level to the big leagues. Now, would I say that it's likely that he starts down there? Probably not. I would say that it's more likely than not that he starts with the team in Pittsburgh. But if it happens, it happens. And I'm saying that because there's a lot of catching reps he's missed out on. It would be valuable to him. It would behoove him. And if they think that they've got something solid in Grandal that can hold them for a little while for the month of April, get Henry more of those everyday regular reps, then sure, why not? Um, but I would say that that's probably still – more unlikely than likely at this juncture. Did you stay up to watch the Penguin game last night? <laughs> I watched the first period. Uh, I was just texting some friends of mine about this. I watched the first period, saw Jari make a couple nice saves, get down 2 nothing, and go, okay, well, this game's over. Wake oh, up. no. I can't believe it. It's the spring training, man. The Florida sun, it beats you down. I was up at 630. That's early for me. I know. I'm sure people are tuning out to me now, but. Uh, but I was I went to bed I went to bed early I woke up and saw Carlson got the winner and truly could not believe that they won the game but uh, heck of an effort and certainly caught up with the game a little bit on recap watching the condensed film and uh, yeah I don't know that my colleague Joe Starkey could have put it any better that was perhaps the most important win and yeah. best win of the season for the Penguins yeah I agree I, I think Joe's on top of that as well Andrew uh, send some warm up up here we need some warmth. It's going to be cold the next day or two. Uh, so when you come back, make sure you bring some of that with you. Uh, good luck on your new beat. Congrats. And I uh, look forward to talking to you again. Thanks so much, Jeff. I'll make sure to bring back some sand with me. How about that? Nice. That's a guarantee. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Buckos <laughs> this weekend right here on 93.7 The Fan as we will have high school basketball games over on 100.1 FM and AM 1020 KDKA. We've got WPIAL 
all of the championship games. Boys and girls starts tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Uh, and we will have the Jeff Capel Show here at 6 o'clock on Thursday, tomorrow. And then I will call the Lincoln Park against Hampton game with Capel's prize recruit, Brandon Cummings, playing for Lincoln Park. So that should be some fun. A lot of basketball, a lot of baseball, football. We'll get into what you might want to. We'll open up the phone lines, 412-928-9370. Any of those sports. We'll talk some hockey as well. Really get you excited or get you worried. Anything that Andrew talked about, about the potential maybe that Henry Davis goes down or or what we might see from Paul Skeens. Do you think this situation, he's got he's to start north? Or do you understand if he has, if the Pirates feel like he should go down to AAA? 412-928-9370. Jeff Hathorne with you here on a Wednesday night. Listen to the Joe Starkey Show every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week from the Baseball Card Castle in Cranberry. Contests run every Wednesday through Friday at noon at the 93.7thefan.com contesting. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's one of the drum riffs that I can actually pull off. It's enough space in between. It's slow enough. I was I was ready for the words. Of course, we cut that out because it would be annoying if we talked over vocals. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. We're going to talk some college hoops coming up next hour. Duquesne beat LaSalle. Congrats to the Dukes as they try to ramp up for the A-10 tournament. We're just talking to Andrew Destin, who is going to he and Noah Hiles will be beat writers for the Pirates for the Post-Gazette. There are new jobs with Jason Mackey moving up to take Ron Cook's spot. It's kind of like, you know, we do here. We shuffle people around. They do the same thing at the Post-Gazette. Thank Andrew for joining us. Interesting that 
what his thoughts are on Skeens and what Skeens had to say. Not that I'm surprised that he's kind of towing the company line, but I just don't picture Paul Skeens as ever being nervous. He's got the great fastball. He's had the great success. Like everything in his life seems like awesome. So it's interesting. He's nervous. I want to see how he does tomorrow, and the reaction from that should be should be interesting. Either way, if it's really bad, then maybe some of the pressures are like, okay, it's okay. He's in AAA if he's really good, and just like looks like he owns. Some of the Orioles, then, and this, I mean, the game's at Sarasota, so it should be a, a pretty rel- relative uh, major league lineup. Normally how it works in spring training games, when you go on the road, you don't take the established veterans, or maybe you take a couple. But when you're playing at home, that's when those guys play, so they don't have to go on road trips. You try to make it easy on them. So he's going to face, I mean, Baltimore is obviously a team that's right in the mix not only for the AL East, but for the AL pennant. And they stunk. And they made some good draft choices. Then they accented. I hope the Pirates are heading that direction. That they're going to hit on some of these draft choices. That Henry is going to come through. That Skeens is going to be what the hope is. That Tamar Johnson, who is just killing the ball in four spring training at bats, but don't ruin the story. It's, yes, it's early but he's hitting it really well. I do worry about first base. Triolo is interesting to me. I mean, he's not a prototypical second baseman, but neither was Neil Walker, and they made it work because of the bat. And Neil played pretty decent second base. I think Triolo has that potential to do that. Piguero, I think, has some power potential, and Gonzalez... I want to try to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to think that maybe this guy's going to going to come through. He's a first round pick. I mean, he's shown occasionally some power. Maybe he can surprise and find something that he didn't realize was there. I mean, he did have 49 extra base hits last year. At Triple A Indy, I mean, here were Gonzalez's stats at AAA. 284 average, 382 on base percentage, 506 slugging, 27 doubles, 8 triples, 14 home runs. So maybe he's not that far out of the mix like everybody seems to think. In 77 at-bats last July had one homer and five doubles and a 235 average and a 338 slugging. That's obviously not going to get it done. I mean, he's best at second base defensively. I don't know if he's a prototypical guy who can roam around, be that utility player like Alika Williams might be, if because he's not going to be a starter, but he could play basically everywhere. And maybe Triolo is that if Piguero becomes a starting second baseman. But I'm not going to write off completely Nick Gonzalez because he did show some things in AAA. Listen, there's one thing you need to know about, like, high A. High A, like, everybody hits home runs. Smaller park, like, that league, you see home runs. So there are times, like, when Mason Martin, 
who was going to be the guy, throw up some crazy numbers, or Matt Gorski throw up some big numbers, you got to remember the ballpark and that it's still just high A. But yeah, Gonzalez, like 27 doubles, eight triples, 14 home runs, the triple A level. Maybe he shouldn't be written off as much as all of us, as many of us think he would be. That battle, first base, what are they going to do with Henry Davis? Like, I, I just, I can't picture them sending him down because why is he catching right now? Because Andy Rodriguez is hurt. Yes, they said he was gonna he was gonna play some, but come on, Andy Rodriguez is your catcher of the future. He's your hundred game guy, at least hundred game guy. And maybe Henry could be a, a guy who spells him. Could be the he could be the right fielder and backup catcher or the first base. But why isn't he playing first? By the way, he's gonna go down to Triple A. I was just talking to Greg Finley in the hall, and he's like, if he's gonna go to Triple A, let him play first base at Triple A. Yeah. You don't have a first baseman. You don't have a guy that you've targeted to be that guy. You didn't draft anyone or there's no no one you traded for. It's like, okay, this is going to be the first baseman. If he's not great at right field and he didn't show that he was great at right field, why not first base? If he can handle catching and the responsibilities and the thinking and and you've done that at least at a college level, even if he can't do it at the pro level, I think he can play first base. I mean, he's athletic. He's got an arm. And he can make that throw over, make the throw home relay. I think he can learn it. But what's quizzical about the whole thing is, listen, he's there because Endy's hurt. So tomorrow, Paul Skeens will pitch. I'm sure we'll hear with the PM team. Hope, hopefully Pony's feeling better how he did, what they thought. I think it's also curious who catches him. Who do they send to Sarasota to catch him? Because that might be a sign right there. They have Grandal do it. That might tell you that he's close, so they wanted him with a major league guy. If Davis does it, it's a good opportunity for Davis to you know, catch who's going to be your stud, who's going to be your ace. If everything works out, that's your ace. Keller's a two. Gonzalez and Perez, 3-4. But Skeens is your ace. I mean, the minute that he steps into that clubhouse and puts on that uniform, he's the guy that's going to be your number one. I don't care what experience anybody else has. Like, he's going to be your guy. We'll have spring training games this weekend. We've got the Jeff Capel Show coming up at 6 o'clock tomorrow and then Pitt Basketball at 6 o'clock on Saturday for a huge game against Boston College. Yes, disappointing against Clemson. It's not completely over for NCAA hopes, but you are at no more margin for error. And that starts at Boston College. It's a quad two opportunity, which helps in the net rankings. And we're going to discuss, it has been the topic since what happened to Wake Forest. Something that happened in the NBA last night That's a good. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.